Origins Of is a podcast about ancient wisdom, crazy myths, everyday objects, and overall the creativity and innovation of early man. Join Jesse and Olivia as we delve into the why behind everyday origins. I'm Olivia. And I'm Jesse. And today we have another mini-sode. We have a Christmas-themed yes. mini-sode. This is our, our bonus, uh, well, not really Christmas, I'd say holiday. Well, no, it's Christmas. It's Christmas music. Yeah, Christmas carols. We're talking about Christmas music. So... We all love Christmas carols and we listen to them and we know all the words to them, but we came across some really odd phrases. Surely that, you have too before mm-hmm. thought about why do we sing that? What does it mean? Yeah. And what are those origins? That's um, what we're so, going to talk about yeah. today. Jesse's going to start us off mm-hmm. with a very fitting, I think. I think. I'm starting us, I believe so. I'm starting <laughs> us off with hark, as in hark the herald angels sing, which is one of the first songs I ever remember loving as a kid. Christmas or not, I have very specific memories of dancing and jumping on my bed to Amy Grant's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Oh, really? Yeah, one of my earliest memories. So it's a a favorite. Um, My mom will definitely, uh, she loves to tell a story of when I would call, I would call it Hawk the Hay. That was (laughs) when I requested a Christmas song. Um, So it holds a special affinity in my heart. Um, But I think that hark is a strange word. So I wanted to look into it it more. And um, this is a really simple one, actually, because it just means listen, lend an ear. Oh, I thought it meant attentively. Mm -mm. That's why I was like, go first with hark. Like hark, you know, like, hey, listen up. Huh. Um, And so hark, the herald angels sing means you know, listen, the, the angels, angels are sing. singing, right? Man, I thought it meant start. Let's or like, nope. let's go like cat, you know, yeah. vominos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the interesting thing about the song that I didn't realize until I researched for this episode is that um, it was written in 1939 in a collection of hymns and sacred poems by Charles Wesley. Um, his version was slow and solemn as there are versions of the song mm-hmm. you can still yeah. find today. Um, but his original opening was, Hark, how all the welkin rings. How, what? Which, I can you imagine if they had kept the song that name, that I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be a song that we yeah. would still sing today. No, it that's pr- awkward. Probably would have died out. Um, so yeah, it was hark, how all the welkins. What is hark, a welkin? I'm not sure. Hark, how all the welkin rings, glory to the king of kings. Um, that was the original opening. And so in 1758, about 20 years later, his colleague, George Whitefield, was like, yeah, we're going to change that up. It doesn't <laughs> really have the panache that we're looking for. Um, and so that's when it was it changed to Hawk the Herald Angels Sing that everyone knows. Um, glory to the newborn king, I think, is also how it goes. Um, and then the music was written by Mendelssohn, who's the famous German composer who wrote a lot of Christmas music. Um, and so that, uh, but it's funny to think what could have been, yeah. it could have been that very weird song. You could all have been singing that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So now I know it's listen and not <laughs> start, go. Yep. Okay. I'm going to take it, um, to a non Christmas religion one with, um, a lyric from baby it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to out myself because I feel real embarrassed that I got this word wrong. So there's a line that says, um, my maiden aunt's mind is vicious, but I thought she said maidenhead, <laughs> which is a, a word for, um, oh gosh, I don't want to do this on air. It is a word for your, before you've lost your virginity that like, you know. Yeah. 
I'm really like you're Hyman. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's the word I was thinking. Of. Uh, so this whole time I've thought that they were singing about Hymans, but they haven't been. Um, <laughs> the word is maiden aunt, not maiden head. She says maiden aunt, which sounds so similar. It does. It so does. I've been singing about Hymans this whole time. <laughs> okay, it is a maiden aunt, but still, what is a maiden aunt? What is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so a maiden aunt is actually an old. Okay, so first of all, to make sense of this, that song is actually pretty old. It comes from 1944, um, which I didn't know. Um, it has by, distinct creepy vibes. Yeah, well, let's you know, I've People when read I, into it a lot. When looking this up, there was a lot of like, this is rape culture, but like actually, Frank Lesser wrote this in 1944 with his wife, so it was like real consensual, and like she's also okay. seductive in the song. I mean, she's like kind of playing coy in the song like if her tone we're digressing but i like the song um but it's maiden aunt and that actually just means an unmarried aunt and not like your aunt's still 20 and yet to be married but like your aunt is 55 and yeah Mm -hmm. and chose not to be that's why it's um yeah maiden aunt's mind is vicious where she's like the older aunt that's like you shouldn't be i feel like i didn't even know that part of the song well enough to know that that was i I didn't know that that is all news to me yeah both well, she Whether does go through. Oh my god, I know. Made, she goes through all the family aunt. members: mom, dad, brother, sister, right. and then I guess they mm. ran out. So like they, they yeah, they and it fit. They needed aunt. an extra syllable, so they yes, couldn't just say. Aunt. Or that was just a common word. I don't know. I'd have to actually oh, look, that's true. look that, that up because that's why I wanted to mention that it was 1944 because we don't say that. I don't have a maiden aunt. No, I mean you wouldn't almost. <laughs> you wouldn't even like point out the fact that she wasn't married. You know. Yeah, that's kind of inappropriate, but. Less inappropriate than singing about Hyman's Man, yeah, that would just be too much awkwardness. Um, and when I chatted you the words that I was looking up, I typed in Maidenhead. Like, <laughs> so if you saw, when I was like, hey, these are the words I I'm remember, doing. I remember when mm-hmm. you had the list and I had no idea what that was yeah. or where it came from. Well, I, so I, I just said, oh, okay. Yeah, it was wrong. It was Maiden Ant. All right. Take take us away. Well, honestly, that's a good that's a good origin though too because um, maybe other people are singing the same thing and didn't yeah, know don't, it. They don't never do that. The yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> if you also had a similar embarrassing story, write into us and tell us. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Next up from me is uh, I was trying to think. We sort of set ourselves the task of listening to some Christmas songs a little early because this is being aired. Oh yeah before thanksgiving (laughs) uh so we're sort of breaking some some rules here but i was enjoying leaning into the christmas music and so i was trying to think of what some things are and this isn't really a um i mean the origin is going to be pretty obvious but i'm but i'm interested in fa la 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 yeah because you know things like deck the halls and then you know fa la 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 and that's what what does that mean Hmm. Um, I'm embarrassed that I just sing. <laughs> no, I podcast. sing lines. We have to sing here on out. Oh no, I'm not excited <laughs> about the last one that, that I'm doing. But uh, okay, so la 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 la. Why? Why was it written in? You know, in they could have put anything into that mm-hmm. song, and it just why. Um, what I found out is that um, you probably already know that is um, those are musical nonsense syllables yeah right okay so they're not they don't mean anything the technical term is a non-lexical vo- vocable oh so a vocable is really just otherwise known as a word so a non-lexical vocable is a non-word yeah why can they just say non-word I don't, I don't yeah Y'all um, are fancy yeah so there's 
Uh, yeah, so there is, it's something that isn't really definable. It has no meaning. You could find it in a dictionary. Um, they're about as mysterious and hard to pin down as asking where a language came from. And, you know, yeah. there's all sorts of things about kids and the sounds that they make and why do we make, you know, those sounds mm-hmm. across languages. And so there's all sorts of things about that. But many languages have nonsense syllables. And they also liken it to um, – it's something that we want to do naturally when we're singing because, say, you, like, don't know the words to oh, a song, yeah. but you'll just, like, kind of hum noncommittally, like, syllables that yeah. sound. You know, so that's that's definitely uh, comes up along a lot in music anyway. But this uh, linguist specifically brings um, points out there's definitely a reason that we say fa-la-la-la-la and not – Frost, blast, 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 blah. Okay, it just doesn't roll off the tongue in the same way. Ugh, and so, technically, the reason is that there you would want to have a simple, usually two letter consonant vowel, consonant vowel, because it's much easier to sing an ah yeah. Uh, yeah. than a ps, like you know, a consonant sound. Yeah. Um, to the point that actually consonant sounds are what make up beatboxing and you can google there's an interesting thing if you look this up you can go to a google translate where they've looked up um they've put in a bunch of crazy syllables and then you can have her translate and show and she's basically beatboxing that's so funny yeah because it's consonant pronunciations versus fa la 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 which is much more pleasant to say yeah um so you know it's it's going to be uncomplicated one consonant one vowel combinations um they're way easier to sing especially if you're trying to sing songs around the holidays. Um, and they also noted that technically musical people point out that do, re, mi are actual words in the dictionary because they are music notes. Oh, okay. So there are some of those silly yeah. syllables that we sing that are real words technically, but fa la 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 is not one of them. It's just a fun filler that we like to say it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It goes in And it's more halls. pleasing yeah. for sure. And I did try to find like a little bit of why they wrote the song that way, but mm-hmm. there's really not a good. Yeah. A lot of these things it. come from tradition. Um, that makes sense. When I don't know songs, I just make up new words. You say like maidenhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Um, let's take it to a holiday dish in this is. Yes. Yeah. The figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. Which what song? Oh my God. I didn't write the song down. Bring us some figgy pudding and bring it right now. We wish you a Merry oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, we wish yeah, we wish you Merry mm-hmm. Christmas is what this is from. There we go. Um, so if you're listening to us in England, you're like, <laughs> it's British. Like it is a British thing that they eat all the time. Oh, right. Yeah, so this is like an origin for us Americans. Well, in America, we don't know what figgy pudding is. <laughs> um, so it's got a really interesting origin. Um, there's no figs in it at all. Which oh, is I really didn't. Interesting. That's mm-hmm illogical yeah well the plum okay and also this is from an npr article npr wrote an amazing article that completely covers what figgy pudding is cool Um, it's from debbie wah i'm sorry i can't pronounce your last name w-a-u-g-h um she served the dish at a tea at the historic green spring house in alexandria um virginia um but she kind of explained it in this really great article but i will kind of recap because that's what this episode is about so the plum is a pre-Victorian generic term for any type of dried fruit. So kind oh, of similar so they just, to how, they've plumbed it. They've pickled it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like how yeah. pickle could be a generic term for Yes, yeah, like how you pickle pickled. something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, also like my nephew doesn't know the difference between cranberries and raisins and, you know, because to him they're it's all raisins. Plums. Yeah, or to him it, they, they just, he just knows it is. plumbed, if yeah. you're using your word. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Been so plumbed. it doesn't actually have um, figs in it. It's just sort of a figgy, like that's, it's just the word that kind of goes with it. So but, figgy being a synonym of plum. Yes. Like just a, um, just a shriveled 
fruit. Yes, shriveled fruit. <laughs> um, and in this case, it can have multiple, but in the one that she used talking about, the most classic one, is full of raisins, currants, and brandy. Um, also, mm. so it's not really a pudding. It's more of like a um, bread, breaded, you know what I'm talking about? What are they? Bread pudding. It's more of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it does have some traditions around Christian symbolism, though, with the classic dish had 13 ingredients representing Christ plus the 12 apostles. Okay. So that got real deep. And then, was it, you know, in pictures, you've seen it. It's got the little holly on top of it with the little white icing around it. Yeah. Um, it's usually served with a sprig of holly on top, which is actually super Christian. It stands for the crown of thorns. Okay. Or the holidays. Um, but cool. also, I didn't they, know there was meaning in that. Yeah, I posted mm-hmm. the link, and there's also a recipe for it. If you're gonna make real figgy pudding, you should start now because it takes <laughs> five weeks to make. What? Yes, you're supposed to make it and then like tuck it away and let it like do its thing. So if you're gonna make figgy pudding, you're already too late because well, when this episode airs, oh will it yeah, be, um, too, I don't know when this. No, yeah, you're right. It'll. It, Sometime in December. You yeah. guys are sometime in December. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not. Recording. We're in November. So you're too late. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? They you do have say- New Year's pudding. Yeah, you could. But they do say you can serve it the night before. You're just not going to get the depth of flavors. Um, but there's a really thorough recipe mm. for it. It looks really good. So we can start right it now. It sounds really <laughs> delicious. It almost, it. We Because currants have such a nice Christmassy flavor. Mm-hmm. Currants are so good. Yeah, it looks delicious. And there is a, there's a bajoodle of recipes. Like I was imagining that it was something old that nobody made anymore. Or it's something that nobody really likes. Like I don't... What's that other thing? Fruitcake? Uh, yeah, I don't really like fruitcake. So... Mm-mm. But it's all in like Christmas traditions and stuff, but I'm not a fan. So I thought it was one of those things, but it's not. It's an actual delicious looking dish. Like a bread pudding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a long time, our family would make a bread pudding for Christmas and have it for Christmas morning. It's nice and warm. My family does snacks. That's kind of our thing is like my mom will make like 15 Christmas snacks and just like set them out and that's what you eat. Or dervy things. Yeah. You just Oh, I think that's... Most people's, oh I mean, because we don't have like a real meal. Yeah. The, the, the closest we get to a meal might be if someone makes um, those delicious meatballs that are yeah sweet and spicy. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like my favorite way to holiday, though, is yeah. trying different traditional Ben and I love things. to, Ben is my husband, we love to <laughs> get cheeses and bring cheeses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cheese. A cheese Adrian plate. does that as well. A cheese and a meat plate. Oh, and there's also a Johnny Cash song dedicated to it. It's called Figgy Puddin'. Very nice. Which is not a popular, I haven't actually heard, I, when I listened to it, I hadn't actually heard it, but it, there is a And giant, is it considered a Christmas song? I mean, I yeah, did. it's okay. called Figgy, it's about Figgy Pudding, so. So go listen to that. Oh, actually, I posted the video, so. <laughs> All right. So you can yes. check out our website <laughs> and you can find that video. <laughs> TheOriginsOfPodcast.com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not know that about Figgy Pudding. Yeah. That sounds real. delicious. Uh, okay. So my final Christmas song is actually the the first one I thought of because I was, singing in the shower and I realized that we just spent all this time in this song and I typed out these crazy words Gloria <laughs> in excelsis Deo right so yeah. to say in excelsis Deo and we're like spending all of this time on all of these letters I don't say that I say in excelsis in excelsis I don't know what I'm saying what? and so I thought you- it was like one word or something uh it is Latin Okay. Um, huh. And it is. So I realized that probably there are a lot of people who already know what this means because they're, um, yeah. they maybe know more, more biblical things than, than I do. Um, but so Gloria in Excelsis Deo means uh, glory to God in the highest. Oh. In Latin. What? 
Which one's God? Excelsior. Um, I think Deo for maybe oh, deity. Oh yeah, deity. Yeah, Dio is God in that would be Spanish. Me. Um, um, Gloria, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> glory. So, and then Excelsius meaning highest. I, I would think. So oh, glory, you're right. Glory to God in the highest. Um, yeah. so really cool. But um, sometimes I think I think that you're not alone in not even really knowing what the phrase is because no. if, unless you see it written in a hymnal or something, mm-hmm. you're only just hearing it and you're hearing it drawn out way. You know, you're you're singing it, so you might not know even what it is. So it is Gloria um, in Excelsis Deo, and it's actually in the song "Angels We Have Heard on High." Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There is a song called "Gloria in Excelsis Deo" that's in the greater doxology um which i guess would be a hymn hymn book um Hmm. but there wasn't i didn't dig too deeply into that because really what we know from christmas is angels we have heard on high Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to take it one step further glory to god in the highest is literally a bible verse it's luke 2 14 um book 2 oh snap chapter 14 real into that Mm -hmm. um chapter 2 verse 14 i'm sorry and then uh you it, it it's um referring to the what the angels those are the words the angels saying um when the birth of christ was announced the refrain of angels we have heard on high is taken directly huh. from the luke verse um 214 that's interesting so i did not know that and then actually there's some interesting um history about the song itself um it is a traditional french carol what um, right so again it's already in latin. latin so i'm you know you're yeah but the further down you dig yeah it's a traditional french carol that originated as early as the 18th century published in north america in nouveau ooh, recul de cantique the french new hymnal excellent ooh, for the diocese <laughs> of quebec in 1819 and there were several versions or translations 1819 mm-hmm. wow it's that's old, old. Um, yeah i mean these a lot of these hymns are pretty old and so there are several versions or translations of the text, but they're all inspired by the same story in Luke chapter two, roughly six through 20 are the verses. Huh. And so it's the story of Christ being born. Yeah. Um, but it's really fun because there is a source, um, the history of hymns. There are Ooh. two different, um, well, they both have masters in divinity. So I don't know that they're, ne- that they're necessarily also ministers, but mm-hmm. there were two, there's these two people and you can find them online and they have done um, history of some of these interesting hymns, but they know that technically this is called a macaronic carol because it uses two languages, the local vernacular and Latin. Um, the carol uses uh, the effect of a refrain and is one of the few texts that congregations sing regularly in Latin. So it's, I mean, if you think about it, we're not generally singing a lot of songs yeah. even in the church. What a song. That would be in Latin. Um, not to mention, it is unusual for congregants to sing a long melisma, which is many notes on one syllable, and enjoy it. So <laughs> enjoy it. So it's like, you know, it, not only is it this song you're singing in Latin, but you're also not uncomfortable singing this really long, long note. You're actually kind of leaning into it. Yeah. And they said, quote, you know, the, melis- the melisma... On, which I assume is a musical term, the melisma <laughs> on the refrain adds to the joyful celebratory feel of the entire hymn, which I have to agree with them. Yeah. Because it's it's awesome. such a fun one to sing. It's why I was singing it in the shower. Yeah, it is. And even I'm not super religious and I don't really think you are either, but around the season, it's just nice to lean into the reverence and the the spirit of a higher power and joy. And I mean, no matter what you believe in, it's still just a great time to, to lean eat. into that. I mean... 
Yeah. Or to, yeah, to remember it in, in your life and to just, um, I think I love old hymns. I think they hold a lot of meaning and a lot yeah. of richness and a lot of cultural value. Um, I think that they're really pretty sung by yeah. choirs and with the organ and the, it, 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 it's very, um, it's very moody. Yeah. And I it's powerful. It. People singing mm-hmm. is something super, super powerful. Like, um, it reminds me of yoga. I don't know if your studio does this, but we say one round of om at the end of our yoga practice i've had various yeah not, not all the time but yeah, yeah there's something really it. moving of everybody in a room saying the same saying note. It, yeah like an incantation yeah you're kind of yeah. into it and it just mm-hmm. it's super powerful um okay i'm i'm gonna take us away from take <laughs> us away get, well, kind of, Though, that's, i think all that's really fascinating no yeah that was great that was a um interesting actually what was the word for uh the, the double languages um that was a neat the word is uh, macaronic carol because macaronic. it uses two languages the That's vernacular and latin does that mean that feliz navidad is because it's in english and probably Spanish. as yeah. long as that word doesn't have an exclusively <laughs> religious <laughs> definition i think it's more of a musical definition yeah so hmm. feliz navidad i love that one all right so now we're gonna see who in the world is parson brown who is that? I'm really interested to yeah. know. I have no idea. I knew so, you were doing this one. Yep. Walking into Winter Wonderland, they say, in the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? And we'll say, no man, but you can do the job when you're in town. That uh, one. Yep. That one. So in the period when the song was written, Parson, which is now known as a Protestant minister, they traveled to towns, the actual Parsons. So the actual Parson Brown, no one knows who that actually is. It could just be like a, um, um, Joe, what's the name of like a person? Um, you know, uh, like if, you dead, if you find a dead body and they, they don't know the name, you call him a Joe something. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like a Jane Jane, Doe. John Doe. John Doe. John Doe. Mm-hmm. It's a John Doe thing for Parson Brown might just be the name for a, a common insert. I hate that it's related dead bodies to a common. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Uh, We've probably done worse things so far on this podcast. Yeah, it's true. Mine got real, <laughs> real dirty. Um, okay, so they would actually travel to perform wedding ceremonies for um, denominational followers who did not have a local minister of their faith. Oh, so it, you know, going that was the term of a, a parson did yeah, that job. Yeah, oh, cool. Would go around. Um, so th- the beef I have with this though is that there's a couple of things. Is that it's insinuated that these are children that are making the snowman. <laughs> I mean, it's most of the time it's like kids singing it or it's like, you know, it, yeah. so it's like these kids are making one the kids know about or it's like one kid's asking another like, you want to get married someday? Kind of basically. So that can be kind of cute. Um, but otherwise, it's kind of a come on. It's kind of one girl saying like, let's make him a Parson Brown so that, uh, you know, we can uh, get married when he comes into town, which I don't know why marriage is like, I guess the, the season feelings that yeah. you're just like, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's you might be hitched. in love and you're going yeah. ice skating together and you build a snowman <laughs> and then you invite Parson Brown over. Yeah. That's it's funny. just not mentioned in other like things that I've heard or lore that I've heard, yeah. which I find really interesting. And uh, also just the fact that they're just mentioning and this jolly Christmas carol they're bringing up let's get married like, yeah okay well one one thing too that i think is um weird when you're listening so if you even just pull up any christmas uh playlist on spotify or pandora or something like that there are so many christmas songs that um aren't really very good mm-hmm. and so i think what's interesting about some of these though is that when they wrote that song they maybe didn't know how much how sticky it was going to be yeah. like how much staying mm-hmm. power it was going to have and so there might be really weird 
terms that they use are just strange ways of saying things, but they yeah. just caught on. And then we just really like, you know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Yeah, you just sing you know, it. Um, what if it had been Hark the whatever I said earlier? <laughs> um, the other interesting part about that is that the, in some songs, they change it to Circus Clown. I don't know if you've heard that version. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the stanza, though, because the Circus Clown's not going to marry you when he's in town. But. Well, I think... I think the way I've heard it is maybe one like one refrain when you sing it the first time you might say Parson Brown and then the second time you yeah. might say Circus Clown. So definitely, mm-hmm. they but they did change it to be more non-religious. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to say hark how all the Welkin rings. Oh. <laughs> the Welkin rings. <laughs> that would not have had the same sticking no. power, I don't think, throughout yeah. the centuries, way back in 1739 when he wrote that song. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's neat that we're, you know, you get a little bit of history when you're singing these old, old things that are just been recycled through every year. And it just kind of makes you feel more connected to. Uh huh. And there's so many versions that everyone has sung. Everyone has a Christmas album. But it's awesome. Like, I love singing the same stuff. And you like, you know, the words every season. You do. They're like your old friends. I can sing. Return back to. Part of the joy of listening to new songs is knowing the words for me. If I can't sing it in my car, I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, uh, was... I'll just hum along if I don't know it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'll just make up words. La, 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 la. And I'll make up words. Uh, okay. That's all that yeah, I have. That was all. If you have more, um, let us know and we can talk about them in the comments on Facebook. We sure. have a Facebook at the Origins of Podcast and we also have an Instagram where um, we'll have our um, Instagram contest. We will. So we'll see when the who the winner is and what phrases we'll combine for that. Um, so check us out on Instagram to win prizes for our mini-sodes. Um, Instagram is theoriginsofpodcast.com. Well, Instagram is theoriginsofpodcast. Oh, yes. At <laughs> our website at, yes. is theoriginsofpodcast.com. Yeah. And They're all we, connected. Yes. Yes. You can find us at all sorts of things. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced in Atlanta, Georgia by Johnny Stubbs. To support this podcast... Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the origins of podcast.